The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, it gives me pleasure to welcome to the show Karina Fitzsimons, who is the PR Communications Manager for Dogs Trust Ireland. Karina, you're welcome to the show. Um, can you talk me through the facts and figures uh, when it comes to dogs being returned to pounds and kennels and places like yourself in Ireland? Hi, Kieran. So the dog control statistics, which the Department of Community and Rural Development releases every year, they were released yesterday, late last night, early this morning um, for the control of dogs. So basically it records all of the dogs who enter dog pounds, how they enter, if they're seized, if they're strays, if their owners surrender them. And what we have seen is a 95% increase on the volume of stray dogs entering the pound. It went from 2,592 in 2021 to over 5,000 in 2022. So what that shows us is, unfortunately, there's a huge number of dogs who are either getting out by mistake or they're being deliberately abandoned and they're not microchipped and they're not microchipped correctly. So they're, they can't be returned or reunited with their owners. That's a huge concern for us. Well, Sadly, oh sorry. Oh, well, I was just going to say. I mean, uh, given you're working in this field, do you suspect it's more the former or the latter getting out accidentally or being abandoned? It's a mixture of both, and okay. because these figures aren't our own, we can only hypothesise that it, you know it's a mixture of both. Unfortunately, we we have ourselves, especially since the beginning of this year, seen dogs being abandoned. Um, there are obviously extenuating circumstances when people want to surrender a dog because, you know, of, of housing issues. They're, they may be renting and, and the landlord may be selling and they can't find somewhere else to take their dog. So we, we totally understand their extenuating circumstances. But unfortunately, so far this year, we're seeing a massive increase in dogs actually being deliberately abandoned. And what condition are those dogs in when you find them? Often they're quite horrendous and um, we would see dogs with injuries and um, they've been, you know, emaciated, starved, overbred and um, not looked after, neglected, not given veterinary treatment. And um, when they come into us, we generally try and take as many dogs as we possibly can from dog pounds all around Ireland, because although our rehoming centre is based in Dublin, we rehome dogs and foster dogs all around the country. And um, so when they come into us and um, haven't been in the pound for five days, um, we will get, you know, the pound will tell us X, Y or Z has happened or if the dog mm. is in urgent need, they will contact us and say, look, we really need you to take this dog, you know, today. But obviously we can only take dogs that we have space to be able to take. So that's why we were appealing to people to, if they can consider opening their homes to fostering a dog for a few weeks or a few months while we try and, you know, deal with the unwanted crisis at the moment. I was trying to get a sense looking at the Dogs Trust mm-hmm. website uh, as to mm-hmm. the kind of the age profile of dogs mm-hmm. that are either abandoned or handed in for, for mm-hmm. legitimate reasons, whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be, that the overwhelming majority are kind of between two and five years. Now, is that a reflection of the age that they come in or is it a reflection of the fact that, you know, the younger dogs get snapped up a little bit quicker by people who are willing to open their homes? It really depends on the individual circumstances. Sometimes what the number one reason that we are given, we've had 2,379 people contact us since January asking to surrender the dogs. And the number one reason is behavior issues. So often people can think, oh, I'll get a puppy and I will train it. And then they do the puppy class, which is absolutely amazing if people do that. Um, but dogs then have a period 
a few months later where they become kind of teenagers and they may not be as obedient and may act out. So training is an ongoing thing. It's not something you just go to for a few weeks and then you leave it. It's like learning French in school. You'll remember French while you're there. But 20 years later, if someone asks you to speak in French, you're probably not going to be able to do it. So obviously we have to apply the same thing to dogs. Yeah. They, they can only, you know, they can only keep up with what they regularly do. So if they were trained to not pull on the lead when they were, you know, 12 weeks of age, you have to keep that training up. Otherwise, they're going to pull on the lead because that's what dogs do. I, it's a question of discipline, though. Is I'm it, like, I don't want to put people off. It's not rocket science. Once once, once you follow the the follow the kind yeah. of join the dots and follow the the the, the procedures, you'd be able it, to manage the dog. It's basically positive reward training. So if if somebody said to you every time you did something good, they said, "Well done, care on your." You think, "Well, I'm going to repeat that because I'm obviously after getting praised." So that's the 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 underlying principle behind it, you praise your dog when they do something well and you, you know, you teach them how to do things. And once they've done it, you give them a little treat, etc., or verbally say, well done, good boy. And like dogs want to please that they want to be part of the family. They want, you know, you to be in a good mood with them and play with them. So they will do anything to, to please their humans. So they are very easily trainable. It does take commitment and it does take consistency. And I think that's often where people, you know, we all have busy lives and mm. people may go, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And then, you know, it doesn't happen. Uh, there's kind of a whole range of dogs as well uh, on the Dogs Trust website. Lots of lurchers, though, for some reason. Yes, we do have a lot of lurchers at the moment. And we're trying to figure out why, because unfortunately they spend longer with us than some of the other breeds. And sometimes you'll often find with people, they prefer smaller, fluffier dogs. And sometimes people can have a misconception that when you pet a lurcher, they might feel quite bony. But they actually generally have really soft for they're amazing dogs and um, they're often greyhound mixed with collies. Um, so when they're awake, they're very giddy and funny. And when, you know, but they have a lot of hours where they like to chill as well. So you kind of mm. get the best of both worlds. They're very entertaining pets. So is, is, so is, is that why there's a lot available? It, it's not necessarily that more handed in. It's that they're, 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 they are adopted less often, is it? Or it's are more handed in it, as well? No. So so far this year, we have rehomed more dogs than we have this time last year. But the problem is, as soon as the dog is rehomed, there's more waiting to come in. So there's a bigger volume of dogs waiting to come in right now. And all of the other welfare organizations are saying the same. They just don't have space. And because we can't physically make more kennel space, that's why we're appealing for foster homes. So we can try and help as many dogs as possible. But we what we are finding is people are generally more drawn to smaller dogs um, than they are larger mm. dogs. And obviously the really, really popular dogs are probably not going to end up in a rehoming centre because people may be able to rehome them in their own family or community. But yeah. we would say if you foster a dog, if you have an idea of the dog you want in your head, if you foster a dog, you could be asked to take any type of dog. And what you'll often find is when that dog is in your home, because dogs are such individuals, you can't say every boxer does this or every collie does that, that you might actually fall in love with that dog or it might open your heart to a completely different breed of dog, a dog you may never have even considered taken into your home. So that's what we say to people to keep an open mind and, and you know, don't arrive with, I, I want an X type dog because yeah. it, it may not be the one for you. Is there kind of still a, a partial... COVID hangover at play here and the amount of yeah. people who, who who got dogs when they were everyone was at yeah. home all the time yeah absolutely we saw the dog population increase hugely and we actually saw the dog control statistics decrease hugely during the, the lockdown periods because dogs were so popular and um, we actually rehomed a lot of our long-term dogs which was the one plus side of it 
and um, because people were at home. But unfortunately, what we're hearing at the moment from a lot of people is that they thought that they were going to be at home for four or five days a week and, you know, do hybrid work and maybe have to go to the office once or twice a week. And a lot of people are saying that that's what they were led to believe. And now that's changed, that they're being asked to come in five days a week full time to the office and they're worried about their dog. Yeah, I'm um, like. I, I mean, does it differ from breed to breed? I mean, uh, um, because the question I'm about to ask, if it does, it kind of won't make sense. But can you get away with both of you being in the office for eight, nine hours a day and the dog being at home? Not if they're on their own, to be honest. It would be very rare. Now, some, you know, there's going to be exceptions to the rule. There's going to be people listening, shaking their heads, saying, well, my dog's fine. Mm. Um, but generally speaking, as a general rule at home, we wouldn't recommend leaving a dog, you know, for more than four hours at a time every single day. So what we would say is, there are so many retired people who would love to have a dog, but they may decide I'm going to travel quite often and it wouldn't be fair. Yeah. So they could be your neighbours, friends, family. They would love to mind your dog or to walk your dog while you're in work. The, you know, there's so many different options to consider. Um, there's so many people who want dogs but can't have them for various reasons. So they would probably be only more than delighted to be able to, you know, keep a dog in its home if it meant they could walk the dog every day for you. How long before you are forced to make the decision to put down a dog when it's in the dog's trust? We we don't put healthy dogs asleep. So if okay. the dog is in our care, they'll stay in our care once they're happy to do so until we find them a home. All right. Okay. Well, listen, Karina, listen, thanks a million for, for joining us. And Dogs Trust uh, Ireland, if people want to Google it, they'll find the website and huge amount of dogs um, available, unfortunately, uh, some might say. But if you're looking for a dog, I guess it's good news. Um, so there are an awful lot of dogs there. And I was looking through it, some very nice looking dogs as well. Uh, Karina Fitzsimons, PR and Communications Manager for Dogs Trust Ireland. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.